the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, March the 17th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. This is St. Patrick's Day. To all you Irish people out there, myself included, at least about half Irish, happy St. Patty's Day. On March 17, 1969, Golda Meir became Prime Minister of Israel. Today in 1762, New York held its first St. Patrick's Day Parade. Today, in 1776, the Revolutionary War siege on Boston ended. British forces evacuated the city. Today, in 1950, scientists at the University of California at Berkeley, Berkeley announced they had created a new radioactive element. They called it Californium. Uh, <laughs> a lot of things come to mind with that, but we'll move on. Today in 1966, a U.S. Navy midget submarine located a missing hydrogen bomb that had fallen off a U.S. Air Force B-52 bomber. Fortunately, it fell into the Mediterranean Sea off Spain, and the little midget submarine found it today in 1966. It took them several weeks to get it out of there. I would not have been thrilled about being one of the crew to remove that atom bomb, but they did it successfully. Today in 2010, Michael Jordan became the first ex-basketball player, pro basketball player, to uh, become a majority owner in the NBA as the league's board of governors announced unanimously approved him. He uh, paid $275 million to buy the majority of the Charlotte Bobcats NBA team. Today in 2016, due to public pressure, SeaWorld Entertainment said it would no longer breed killer whales or make them perform for the crowds. Five years ago today, Fred Meyer, they announced they would stop selling guns and ammunition, along with, <clears throat> excuse me, several others. One year ago today, St. Patrick's Day parades across the U.S., including the largest in New York City, resumed after a pandemic-driven hiatus. There's a, a news story that was just published just oh within the hour, the International Criminal Court in The Hague has issued an arrest warrant for Vladimir Putin and his Children's Rights Commissioner for the unlawful deportation of Ukrainian children. The court's pretrial judges assessed that there were reasonable grounds to believe that each suspect bears responsibility for the war crime of unlawful deportation of population and that an unlawful transfer of population from occupied areas of Ukraine to the Russian Federation in prejudice of Ukrainian children. The judges said, to, told the European press, and it's kind of getting into the U.S. as we speak here, but the judges said they considered issuing secret warrants, but decided that making them public would contribute to the prevention of the further commission of crimes. That tells me that they probably aren't going to be able to arrest Putin, but if they make a public deal out of it, it might slow down 
his law-breaking ways. Well, we'll see what happens. Moscow has said in the past, um, on several occasions that I recall, that they don't recognize that court and they will not act or respond. They haven't responded as we speak this morning. Uh, They haven't responded to this yet, but I'm sure they will at some point throughout the day. Wouldn't it be interesting if they actually arrested Putin? Well, we'll see what happens. Epoch Times put out a story this morning also I want to mention to you. You should be aware of this. The U.S. Senator, it won't surprise you, but we should be aware. The U.S. Senators, uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, purchased data from tracking companies to monitor compliance with lockdowns according to these contracts that we are now finding out about that the public did not know about before. The CDC paid one firm $420,000, another firm $208,000. That bought access to location data from at least 55 million cell phone users. You could have been one of them. I could have as well. The contracts were aimed at providing CDC, quote, with the necessary data to continue critical emergency response functions relating to or related to evaluating the impact of visits to key points of interest, stay-at-home orders, closures, reopenings, and other public communications related to mask mandates and other merging research areas of community transmission of SARS-CoV-2, the COVID. CDC said it would be using it, it would be using the tracking data at the time they signed the contract secretly to assess home by our behaviors that is curfew analysis by exploring the percentage of mobile devices at home during specific periods of time the data would also be integrated with other information to provide a comprehensive picture of movement travel of persons during the COVID-19 pandemic to better understand mandatory stay-at-home orders, business closure, school reopenings, and other non-pharmaceutical interventions in states and cities. I don't know about you, but I don't like the sound of that. I've read and heard about that before, and it was in other countries where they had despots running the country. Ron Johnson didn't like it either, senator from Wisconsin, a Republican. He's the top Republican on the Senate committee, of uh, Senate subcommittee of investigation. He's expressing concern about it with the purchase of this mobility data. He's asking the CDC who approved the purchase and whether it shared the data with other agencies. He wrote a letter to this um, the CDC director, that Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Um, he, he said it in part in his letter, he said it remains unclear why the CDC tracked millions of Americans during the pandemic and whether it continues to do so. In response to COVID-19, the CDC should have been prioritizing the development of treatments, effective testing and vaccine safety rather than tracking Americans' daily lives. He's pretty upset. He, that's part of the letter he wrote to this Dr. Rochelle Walensky. Walensky responded, and she said in part, she said, the data was part of using the best science available to inform our understanding of the public health impacts of interventions and to inform recommendations. That is so typical of the far left or the progressive's response to anything. Talking about the best science to inform our understanding. In other words, she's saying we just wanted to see if people were 
doing what we told them to do, and if not, what kind of measures we could bring to force them to do that or make it so they want to do that. The CDC also has admitted that they have used tracking data from Google in addition to these contracts. I don't know. Do you ever feel like once the left gets their hands on the throat of the culture, they start squeezing the life out of it? I'm not saying that as a political statement. I'm saying it as a spiritual statement. They are so far off track of what God designed for the human race. You have to wonder, do they know or do they walk in that absolute kind of darkness? I don't know, but I do know what they're doing. We all do, and that's part of why we do what we do with this program. We try to inform so people will know, anyone who will listen will know what's going on, and I try to do it in a biblical perspective. And I want to thank you to all of you who support this ministry. Got this note. I got it yesterday. It was sent a couple of days ago. It says, Dear Gary, thank you for the newsletters. Uh, He's talking about the monthly newsletter that we put out to all the people who support us. And uh, he said, thank you for the newsletter. Great info for me to pass on to others. He said, in the rough seas of life, it's nice to pull into your harbor of truth. Monday through Friday at 11.30 a.m. on 8.20 a.m. That's Seattle. He says, God bless. Keep the lighthouse burning bright. He said a donation as well. Interestingly enough, he said in memory, and he, this person does support this ministry, but he said in memory of the woman who passed away that was taken off the donation list. I mentioned that here. It's been, oh, I don't know, last week, I think, sometime, how that there are, I mean, there's just continually people who, pass away and they go to be with the Lord who support this ministry. And so we need others to step up and and kind of stand in the gap and fill the gap because uh, that's how we are able to be on the air every morning with your support. Got this note from uh, a person. It says, Dear Gary and family and staff, as I watch the stove falling again with a smiley face, I'm reminded of Isaiah chapter 118. And as I read the chapter, oh my, how merciful is our Lord, how sinful we are. Thank you for your faithful witness, teaching, preaching the truth and God's plan of salvation in Christ Jesus. Then she also says, so good to know that we don't control climate change. (laughs) As she watches the snow fall where she lives. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18 that she referred to. Let's take a look at that just for a moment. Isaiah begins his first chapter of his written prophecy. He says, Hear, O Lord, in verse 2, Hear, O, hear, o heavens, and give, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. The ox knoweth his owner, and the ass his master's crib. But Israel does not know. My people does not consider. Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel until anger, and they are gone away 
backward. In other words, they have backslidden from their first love, is what he's saying. He continues in chapter 1 and talks about their sins, the sins of the people of God, how they have turned away from the truth, and they have moved away from that. In verse 16, he says, Wash you, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Judge the fatherless. Plead for the widow. And then verse 18. Come now, let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. That's what this program is about. It is about being washed white as snow, though your sins be like crimson. We look at the culture, and it is the crimson sins. That is driving what we see every day in our life in the culture. Not only here in America, but around the world. But we focus on our own culture. We focus on what God is trying to do among us. And he is. There is a moving. It's not all negative. But God's people have turned their back, just like Israel. We, humanity from the fall in the garden to now, humanity has a penchant to turn their back on God. We just want to rebel. We sin. We're broken. We need a Savior. And Jesus Christ is that Savior. He came to the earth. We're going to be celebrating his and remembering his death and celebrating his resurrection here soon. Easter is coming. That is, that's the message of every dark moment, of every horrible sin. Easter has come. He has risen. And in dying and being resurrected from the dead, the debt is paid for your sin. Please accept accept that gift, the gift of salvation. Accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. He loves you. He cares for you. He died for our sins. He died for my sins and your sins. What we must do is accept that gift. Come now, let us reason together saith the Lord. Doesn't matter, though your sins be the horrible, the most, the worst, red like crimson, they should be, you shall be made white as snow. Accept him. That is the answer to the world's problems today. That is the answer to all that's going on in our culture today. As long as God gives me breath and you'll stand with me in support, we'll keep saying that on the radio because that's the only answer. Thank you so much for your support. Our address is Box 399 Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Mark Twain once said, (laughs) he said a lot of things. Some of the things I wouldn't quote, but this one I will. Mark Twain said, I have never let my schooling interfere with my education. Well, (laughs) There's a lot of schooling that's going on right now, not not so much education. 
Parents were outraged learning students at Churchill High School in Eugene, Oregon, were asked to write a fantasy story. That fantasy story included a sex fantasy. Public school. Parents in West Lynn, Wilsonville School District, a suburb of Portland, Oregon, are demanding the school district remove pornographic books from the libraries. The school board chair is opposed. No, she, she didn't think it, we should do that. Associated Press reported yesterday that Houston, the eighth largest school district in the country, with 200,000 students, will be taken over by the state. It's that bad. Vice President Kamala Harris's husband, the second gentleman, Doug, this week he related to parents objecting in the school board meetings to the Holocaust. He said it's the same thing. He brought equity. <laughs> he said it's, it's the same as the Holocaust. Parents, are, are you sure you're okay with putting your child in a big yellow bus to be hauled away to a classroom where he or she is educated? <laughs> we need to be very careful today. We are, have a responsibility to our children and our grandchildren. Oregon lawmakers saw this in the news a couple of days ago. Oregon lawmakers are aiming to make the state the second in the nation to mandate climate change lessons for K-12 through public uh, school students. That further fuels U.S. culture wars and education, this article says. Dozens of Oregon high, school, uh, high schoolers submitted support of the bill, saying they care about climate change deeply. Of course they care about it because they've been taught a false narrative about climate change. Climate is always changing. I mean, even I can understand that. You can go back to the earliest records they started keeping on climate, and you find that it has never, ever been static. God didn't create it that way. God created climate to be changing. I'm sure there are many reasons. I don't know what they all are, but I do know it's a fact that climate changes. It's never static. It trends up, it trends warmer, and it trends cooler over the long bend of history. These people have hijacked the truth for a cause. And of course, these dozens of Oregon high schoolers submitted support to the bill because they've been taught that from kindergarten. That, wow, the, the earth is cycling warmer by degrees, one degree or whatever, two degrees, whatever. And, there's the, and, they, say, and they say, we can change this. We have to change this. We have to, have to change our way, the way we live and don't have gas cooking ranges and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they go on and on and become, they, they enrich themselves. Al Gore is an example of that. He was worth about $40 million. He comes from a very wealthy family, but he was worth about 30 or $40 million when he was vice president. Now he's worth, I think it's 5 or 6 or $700 million. And it's all come from his telling people the earth is about to burn up and writing books on what they should do. While he jets around, honestly, he jets around in his private jet and doesn't do any of the stuff he tells everybody else they have to do. And he's made hundreds of millions of dollars doing that. I mean, let's be real. Of course these kids do. There were some people that stood up, according to this article, and said, no. They said, they said we, we want schools to focus on reading, writing, and math, particularly in light of the fact that test scores have plummeted. And they have. There are some exceptions, but for the most part, they have around the country. 
this story in Eugene, Oregon, it's it's hard to read, it's hard to know, and it's particularly hard to talk about on the radio. I, I mean, I don't want to talk about this stuff. But this Oregon high school is pulling, Eugene, Oregon, has pulled a suggestive class assignment asking students to write a story short story about a sexual fantasy they pulled it off because parents were outraged it's a health class students who missed their coursework at churchill high school in eugene were asked via canvas that's a, a national uh, provider of, of school materials to write a short story of a paragraph or two this story is a sexual fantasy that will have no penetration or any kind of oral sex no way of passing sdi this assignment says, I wrote an article on this today. There's a picture. I put a picture in the story, or my office did, of this fantasy story. It's unbelievable. For those students who are absent, you will write a short story of a paragraph or two, and so on. The assignment also asks students to choose three items, such as candles, massage oil, feathers, and flavored syrup to, to use in the story. Your story should show how you can show and receive loving physical affection without having sex. Kirk Miller, the teacher, told them. Well, uh, it, it took it took parents about a half a second to react to that, and hundreds did, according to this article. If an adult male asked my daughter to share her sexual fantasies with him, I would be livid and be going to the police. No teacher has any business asking this of a child, one parent said. Well, I would agree. I... <laughs> I have two daughters and some granddaughters. I totally relate to this guy. I may do something I would regret, but anyway, we won't get into that. No, teachers do not have any business asking this of a child, but this and similar situations are unfortunately becoming more the norm than the exception. Sometimes they're followed by an apology and a promise to never to see that this never happens again, and it depends on the level of anger on the part of the parents. But following the backlash, this school principal, this Missy Cole, she sent out a letter to parents noting that the administration is working with the district office to review this adopted secondary uh, health curriculum. It's called OWL, like a bird, OWL. Our whole lives is the is the title, the OWL is the acronym, to, to determine the full content of the assignment. At this time, the assignment has been removed from the class syllabus and will not be part of the student's grades. Uh, she says, and so on. She says, however, the parents have now learned that in a statement of the New York Post, OWL program manager Melanie Davis said the district was following an unauthorized and out-of-context facilitated group activity currently out of print. I can't tell you how many times I've I've read that in these kinds of situations because I consume a lot of news, sometimes more than I would like to, but I do for this program, but I think we should all be aware. We should not turn our back on what's happening in the culture. That isn't God's will for us and for his people. He wants us to be informed. But the scrutiny of this health to human sexuality class found that students were also given an assignment called, With Whom Would You Do It? The project involved a viral spinning wheel labeled with sexual categories. I'm not even going to name those, but I mean, it's it's gross. This public school. Speaking to KEZI TV News in Eugene, this parent, Justin McCall, said his daughter was very, very, very uncomfortable in class throughout the assignment. He said, especially when the teacher put up the generated spinning wheel 
and it had any names these sexual activities i mean it, it i'm not a teenager and it's it's uncomfortable to say the least they're pushing this at these kids at your kids in public classroom this is not isolated that's why I touch on this every so often. I mean, I I hear so often from people say, "Well, yeah, man, I guess in, you know, in Florida or Baltimore, and probably not in Florida anymore, but Baltimore and you know somewhere else, uh, people living here in the West, they say, well, you know, but I don't, man, that's not happening in my school. Yes, it is. It's happening in all schools. It's to what degree is it happening? The dad says, but they still got graded. <laughs> he, she, and her best friend, they refused to participate in it. West Lynn, Wilsonville, Oregon, suburb of Portland. Group of moms are pushing West Lynn, Wilsonville School District to remove certain books from the public library. The news media described this as banning books because that sounds more corrosive than saying asking for books to be removed. The press always does that, but that's what they're saying. Local KGW TV News, the NBC affiliate, says book, books in both public and school libraries have come under attack by people who think certain subjects don't belong on the shelves. Books have been challenged and banned across the country. Here in the Pacific Northwest, several librarians have quit their jobs because of the controversy. Yeah, and a lot of them quit because they're sick and tired of seeing what they do involve those kinds of books that are being pushed into kids that should not be reading them at their age. But they, they imply that they've all quit because parents are trying to ban books. And that's not, not the case nationally i don't know about this particular case but this is porn and not education these moms are saying and they're right it's just a lot of poetry about rape and getting high and shooting her dad and drugs another mother testified the books they're trying to get rid of out of the library i'm familiar with some of them a couple of them i wasn't familiar with but one of them is crank by ellen hopkins yeah the others are the sun and her flowers milk and honey me and Earl and the Dying Girl, Beyond Magenta, Heartstopper, Volume 2, Lawn Boy, and Flamer. These are books that kids should not be reading. It's not about banning books. It's about protecting the innocence of our children. It's about not letting the state, through public school institution, steal the children of godly people, or anybody else for that matter. That's what it's about. But in the end, this KGW8 news story, in the end, it seeks to bend this whole narrative toward the LGBTQ part of the story. And that is part of all these books, of course. And they bend it toward that. So in the end, they leave you with the impression that these moms are made to appear anti-gay or xenophobic. Just like Donald Trump. They're xenophobes. That's the problem in America. Houston, Texas, same thing. It's so pathetic there, the state has stepped in to take over. That's how pathetic it is. Same kinds of things going on there. Doug Harris, or Doug Hemoff, Doug Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris's husband is suggesting that increasing the number of parents showing up at school board meetings with legitimate concerns and sometimes angered by school's response are akin to the events surrounding the Holocaust. How do you respond to that? After helping to create our Declaration of Independence, fighting the Revolutionary War, and helping create the U.S. Constitution, 
Noah Webster observed education was a good thing, but he said education is useless without the Bible. And that's where we are today. But there is a move among our kids. We'll talk more about that next week. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.